medicine. Hello and welcome to my podcast. I am Dr. Ashok Mehta, a board certified internal medicine physician with a passion for using food as medicine. In this podcast, we will explore the fascinating world of nutrition and how it can impact our health and well-being. Together, we will learn about the latest research and uh, practical tips to help you make informed decisions about what you eat and how it can help you live a healthier, happier life. So sit back, relax, and let's dive into the world of food as medicine. In this series, uh, today's topic is insulin resistance and what it is and how does it affect our health. Now, a lot of you already know what insulin is. Uh, it is a hormone uh, which is released by beta cells of the pancreas. Uh, pancreas is a organ which is located right behind your stomach and it releases uh, hormone insulin in response to uh, a meal, particularly uh, glucose. Now, it is important to understand how the normal physiological functioning of the uh, insulin is and then we can understand what happened when it's not able to uh, work properly. So let's first uh, talk about um, what insulin does in a normal situation. So when we first eat a meal um, it contains several things um, glucose, um, fat and protein which are the three main um, uh, macros of the food. Uh, in response to a meal, particularly glucose, um, the hormone insulin is released and the function of the hormone insulin is to control or keep the blood sugar level uh, within certain range. So when the blood sugar levels are high, you will see more insulin being released and when the blood sugar levels are low, the insulin secretion is decreased and um, that is which what is the normal functioning of the insulin is. Uh, insulin also uh, help um, uh, process the fat. Uh, it help um, in the uh, process of uh, fat deposition which is called as lipogenesis. It also control the process of uh, fat uh, breakdown which is called as lipolysis. Um, it is also important to understand that uh, it is uh, critical in the functioning of the protein metabolism. Uh, it also uh, controls certain um, uh, amino acid which are found in the food and by controlling those amino acid it will help uh, uh, build up of the protein which then are used to repair the the various tissues of the body, the breakdown, uh, wear and tear, which happens every day. 
Now, since we understood um, what is the normal physiological functioning of the glucose is, uh, let us uh, talk about what happens when insulin is not able to work. Uh, that is what is called as insulin resistance. So, when insulin is not able to work, um, the body uh, is not able to utilize the glucose properly. Now, Although the, the glucose level in the blood are uh, normal and sometimes high, even then the insulin is not able to push the glucose inside the cell or uh, let the muscle use it, let the brain use it. And by doing that, uh, the various uh, tissues of the body cannot get uh, enough uh, glucose. It also um, affects the storage of the fat um, in, and instead of uh, fat going to the normal places in the body, it goes into the abnormal places in the body. So what we see uh, as a fact is the fat deposition in the central part of the body, which is basically what you call as the belly fat. Um, it also affects the um, you know functioning of the protein metabolism uh, and the various uh, proteins uh, which are essential for life are either not made properly or made in a very small amount uh, and that also affect various uh, other hormones and other tissues of the body. I'm going to talk uh, very briefly about how does insulin resistance develop. Uh, in some of the later podcasts I will talk about uh, the detailed uh, mechanism of how each of these um, uh, mechanism work to produce insulin resistance. So briefly, uh, genetics plays a role. Um, we, uh, if somebody has a family history of type 2 diabetes or other metabolic disorder, then it is likely that you are predisposed to insulin resistance. Uh, certain ethnicities are more prone to develop insulin resistance. Uh, number two is the obesity, which is basically um, uh, either belly fat or the visceral fat, which is the fat around the internal organ. Um, and, and normally fat does not deposit into those two places. And uh, if it develops into those two places, it does not work properly. So instead of making uh, fat being available uh, for body to use it, it is not available and it will start making some other hormones or chemicals which will actually make uh, insulin resistance worse. So you're kind of caught into a feedback loop. The third uh, issue is uh, the inactivity, which is a very common problem in today's America. We, as a nation, we hardly walk, and that is one of the big factors um, when it comes to insulin resistance. Number four, which is very, very uh, common and is a prevalent problem in America today, is the excessive use of refined sugar and the unhealthy fat and almost total lack of fibers in the food, uh, which uh, causes insulin resistance. And then there are certain other hormonal diseases. Um, it's a very common disease called as uh, polycystic ovary syndrome. Uh, this is also associated with uh, insulin resistance. Either it causes insulin resistance or 
insulin resistance can cause polycystic ovarian disease. And then there are certain medication, uh, pregnancy, certain other hormones, uh, diseases like Cushing syndrome, which can also make your insulin resistance worse. Uh, one of the important factor of insulin resistance uh, in today's society is chronic stress, lack of sleep, and drinking too much alcohol. Uh, once somebody uh, develops insulin resistance, then what happens if nothing is done to stop the progress of that? So the first uh, phase is called as compensation phase, and in this phase, um, because insulin is not able to work, pancreas will make more insulin and somehow it will be able to uh, keep the blood sugar under control. But as the time progresses and as the ability of the pancreas to make more insulin is uh, reduced, then we go into the second stage, which is the uh, failing compensation. And uh, in that stage, because insulin secretion is not enough to uh, keep the sugar level down, the sugar level started to uh, go up. And then we go into the third stage, which is uh, pre-diabetes and diabetes. Um, we have uh, seen a lot of people we are, who are in the stage of uh, pre-diabetes and we were able to catch them early and uh, start the process of reducing insulin resistance so they will not go into the second stage which is a uh, full-blown diabetes. Now I want a listener to understand that even if you develop pre-diabetes or diabetes all of this is is fully reversible. I don't want people to think that once you develop diabetes it is irreversible and there's nothing you can do about it and you have to live with that. That is not true.